What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me on another exciting episode of Data. My name is Brian, and I look forward to sharing with you another amazing guest today. But first, if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please make sure you get out there and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now sit back and enjoy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Dad Up. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm excited for you to hear from my guest today. My guest has quite the life story. He's gone through and faced just about every type of trauma a child and young adult could experience. All the trauma this man has faced throughout his life has led him to finally finding peace and has taught him some very valuable lessons along the way. He's written a book about his life called Angel Blue that's soon to be published, and I've had the privilege of reading it, and I must say it is amazing for us that you are still here today and thriving and now making a difference in the world. I want you to hear from him directly on a brief snapshot about his life, so without further delay, please welcome my good friend Forrest Lang to Dad Up. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, thanks, big guy. How you doing? Doing well. Well, wow. I um, I must say, you know, I read through the book. It's hard to read sometimes because some of the stuff that you've gone through. And I want to kind of touch on that a little bit. But for my listeners who may not know who you are, let's just kind of go through a brief history of your life, kind of a little bit about you, and then also about your family. How many kids you have? Okay. So once again, my name's Forrest Lang. I, I grew up in in Southern California. My mother was um, had, had a pretty tough time. You know, she was a uh, sex worker and um, addict. And, I, you know, I had a pretty, you know, horrific early childhood, eating out of dumpsters and that kind of stuff. And I got beat up and molested. And I got taken away by CPS when I was 12. Um, and I entered the California foster care system and bounced, to, you know, through a few group homes, ended up in foster home where the mother was a pedophile drug dealer. Um, she tried to kill me when I was 16. I left. I was homeless. Uh, on my own at 16, full-blown alcoholic, got into the Navy. Navy saved my life, and and I was able to uh, start turning my life around. Shortly after I got discharged, I accidentally shot and killed my best friend. I uh, went on trial for murder, got acquitted. My girlfriend died in a car wreck, and I was homeless once again. I I went back into the Navy, and volunteered to forward deploy to Iraq, hoping to um, give my life. Um, you know, wanting to maybe get a chance to jump on that grenade or, you know, get give my life saving somebody in service. And uh, instead of that happening, I ended up, you know, finding redemption and, and honor over there and got home. And, you know, we, veterans are so lucky in, in this country. I had access to a lot, a lot, a lot of mental health care and uh, was able to really turn my life around and, and find some success and happiness and you know, learned how to be of service. And a few years ago, I felt I was assigned to write everything down in a book that I did for people like us, you know, who had similar experience and, and that way they can recover and heal and find purpose. I, I have one beautiful daughter. Um, she was born December 29th of 2005. And she is the best thing that ever happened in my life. And the complete measure of success for me, this, I don't know if this sounds, you know, wrong or not, but is how well she's doing, what, what kind of a life I can create for her. You know, that, that, that is the highest measure of success in my life for me. Well, that's awesome. First of all, thank you for service. I was in the military as well, in the Marines, so I know what a sacrifice it is 
for men or women to join the service and, and the sacrifices they have to make in order to to not only try to survive, whether you're in war or not, but just the, just some of the sacrifices that we face, that military face, that, that civilians don't face. So thank you for your service, first of all. And um, for your second, thanks. <laughs> second, your daughter's birthday is a day before mine. So my birthday is on the 30th. So, uh, <laughs> so pretty cool. So you had a tough time with Christmas too, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my Christmas consisted of uh, my mom taking me over to the Christmas tree and telling me to pick out a gift. And I picked out a gift and she said, give that to me. That's for your birthday. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what my uh, that's what my Christmas and birthday was like. So well, cool. Now, just for my listeners right now, he really provided a real quick snapshot of his life from when he was a little guy to his adult uh, life, or after he got out of the military and, and things that still happened to him. But and, but and the difference he's making now also. But what you don't know is when you read the book, there's so many stories and so many examples he gives of things that he faced throughout various stages of his life from a little boy all the way through his adult life. And you, you faced a lot. I mean, I, I think you faced probably the most amount of trauma in your life between the age of maybe 10 and, and say 15 or so. Um, yeah. you, you had a lot of different things go on there. So just keep in mind for my listeners, he, like I said, he just provided a super quick, I mean, that was lightning fast snapshot. It took a long time to do that, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but he, but he has in his book, there are so many examples and bear in mind that when you read the book, there are parts of it that are very, very, very difficult to listen to or to read. And so just keep that in mind, but also know that on the other end of the story, is a very vibrant uh, man that has really changed the direction and really altered the direction of his life. And more so, it has altered the direction of his family and now his daughter. So I, I commend you for that, uh, brother. I really do. You, you, are a, you are a true saving grace, and, and I, I'm, uh, I'm honored to know you. I really am. When, when my baby was little, she was so little, and... I was sitting watching her sleep, and I, I've told this story before uh, to someone else, not, not in this book, but I, I was watching her rest, and, and I was thinking about the world, and she was maybe maybe 10 or 12 months old, and I, I got so terrified, just terrified, because she's so perfect and, and innocent and untouched and vulnerable, and I heard this voice, not with, not with my ears, I heard it with my body. And my being, and it sounded like a lion, and the words were protect the child, and I feel that it has been a sacred honor to to guard and protect her and provide for her and, and pave the way for her, you know, to be able to find and live a happy life. Yeah, but that really is the best thing. Yeah, I would say that uh, that's probably a little bit of the Holy Spirit um, reaching through you. But it's been said that when things like this happen to an individual, typically the cycle continues, right? And you had you had a very easy path for that cycle to continue. And mm-hmm. you chose to change that direction. And that's so powerful that I mean, not a lot of people have that ability but the fact that you were able to change that. And now we're able to share and talk about it to hopefully inspire and change other people's directions is so, is so awesome. It's, it really is incredible. And it's so important what we say to them. Oh my gosh. I mean, I, 
I'm, I'm 43 now, and I don't know if the good positive stuff lasts as long because I never had the good positive stuff. But I do know for sure that the bad stuff lasts at least 43 years. You know, if you tell your child that, that they're, they're a piece of garbage or that you don't know when they're going to learn or, or these, these stress things, they leave an imprint in, in a child's psyche. They are sponges, especially before the age of eight. And that stuff lasts a very long time, and it is very difficult to deprogram all of mm-hmm. the negative stuff. So, yeah. Now, let me ask you a question, um, and, um, and you tell me if, if, if this is appropriate to ask. If it's not, I'll take it out of the show. Um, okay. But um, going through this and where you are today, I'm just curious. Are you still um, in some sort of therapy or counseling for to, to help you through the things that you went through? It's absolutely appropriate to ask and absolutely, absolutely. Having a therapist, doing personal growth, exercising my spirit and my psyche, studying, those are things that I absolutely do on a regular basis. Okay. Regular basis. Good. Uh, and, awesome. you know, I, I describe the, the the spirit like like a pool of water. If there's not a lot of toxic in the pool, no big deal. But there's there's a lot of, you know, crud on the bottom of my pool that I get to flow the water through consistently, consistently, you know. And, and writing that book really stirred it up. Yeah. And there were times where I felt like I couldn't see, you know. Yeah. So, hmm. Well, I can imagine that book um, brought back a lot of hard, hard memories that you um, tried to hide, right? That you tried to cover up, um, and it's probably 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 part of the learning process was writing that book. I mean, to help you learn through the stuff that you were trying to hide. Yeah, and it's not even so much trying to hide because there, a lot of people who have been traumatized have a real hard time coming out of story. That's what we call it, where, where they're stuck in the story, stuck in the past. Mm-hmm. And all these, you know, negative things that happened can, you know, activate the fight, flight, freeze part of the brain, and we can get stuck there. So a lot of my life was processing and moving on. And although there were still a lot of things I hadn't really fully realized yet, mm-hmm. um, th- there was a good part of my life where it's all I could think about all the time. So I learned how to put it away. So that I could be successful anyways. And I knew that writing that book was going to be a sacrifice, that I was going to sacrifice some of that um, ability to have that stuff kind of locked up and move on. And, you know, we're, we're big boys now and we just do what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that I'm, you know, three or so years past the start of writing that book, I can say that I'm stronger because of it. I wasn't sure before, but I yeah. definitely know I am now. No, yeah. you're you're definitely stronger because of it, for sure. Um, cool. Uh, let's kind of segue kind of a little bit into your dad role here. Um, you've got one daughter. She's about, what, 15 years old? Um, she's almost 15, yeah. Yep. And she lives with me full time. Cool. And now, what did you, you know, kind of having this teenage daughter now? I, I have two boys. So I don't have any girls. Um, so, uh, you, you'll teach me some things, but what, through your journey as a dad, what have you learned? Oh man, what have I learned? I've learned a lot. I I learned, uh, what unconditional love means, Mm. um, what, what it means to have 
to really have another human in my life that's more important than me. Um, that that I'm willing to sacrifice and work hard for, and that I truly, honestly want to just see succeed. Um, I've learned that I'm, I'm not perfect. <laughs> I've learned that right. you know, there's a God, She has one, and I'm not it. You know, there, there's been some times where I had to kind of kind of let some things go. There, there were things that I wished were different, and, and I couldn't do anything about. Um, you know, I, I learned a lot about myself. I mean, watching her at the age where I was when really horrible things were happening and going, oh, wow, I was only that big, you know? Right. Uh, there, there's, there's been a, a tremendous amount. Uh, but but the most the most important thing that I learned is, is really, truly what love means, what it means yeah. to love another human being. Yeah. I had a feeling you were going to go there with that um, because just um, reading through your book, I could tell that, that – uh, love didn't exist um, in, in your book uh, towards you, or um, even in, in some cases, you towards towards others, right? A lot. Um, yeah. So it, unconditional love is so um, so valuable and important with our own kids and our family and even our friends. Um, but uh-huh. it's something that uh, I, I had a feeling you were going to go there because I, I knew that that was something that was lacking for you. And I knew that that would be a, uh, something that you would need to learn uh, once you have a child. And, um, and it's probably amazing. It, it probably is, uh, is touching that, that, that you have that and experience that now and are giving that to her. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And she's thriving. Yeah. You know, she's, she's, uh, she's an honor student. She wants to be an orthopedic surgeon. Um, she has the, the means necessary to, to travel forward with that path. Mm, that's uh, awesome. She's got, I mean, her friends, uh, <laughs> her friends are nothing like my friends were in ninth grade. And not to say right. that they were bad kids, but I mean, I'm just blown away by how good they are, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. She, she's incredible. Oh, cool. And of course, still a teenager. You know, we have our rough moments. And, yeah. you know, I, I've, I've heard people say to me that, um, you know, you're, you're not her friend, you're her father. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my posture has always been that I'm not just her friend. I'm her best friend. I'm her strongest advocate. Um, mm-hmm. I, I will be her the, the most uh, clearly devoted to her for the rest of her life. You know, she will always right. be safe with me. Right. That's cool. And, you know, you're showing her something. You're showing her how a how a woman, how a young lady should be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure she's showing you how a person is to be loved as well. Absolutely. Um, very cool. Now, kind of with, with all the trauma that you face as a child, um, let me ask you this first. Has your, how much of your story does your daughter know? She knows all of it. She knows all of it. And, and yeah. how was that? How did that conversation go? I mean, how, was it tough to tell? Was it tough for her to hear? I'm sure both, but she... She would ask me about my family. She would ask why I, I didn't have a family. She would ask what it was like for me growing up when, when she was little. And I just used to kind of always tell her that, uh, you know, I'll tell you when you're a little older. You know, we'll talk yeah. about that later. And <clears throat> after we did our DNA, and she she had some of, it, some of an idea, you know, she started to, kids are, kids pick stuff up. Right. But after we did our DNA and we went out and met my 
biological family for the first time um, on my dad's side. Um, the book was done, and and I asked her if she wanted to read it, you know, and, and she was 14, and I, I decided that she was old enough to know everything uh, that happened in my life, that she could process it, and I let her read it. And, you know, the, the hardest part for her, um, she came to me with tears in her eyes, and, and that she said the hardest part for her was to hear that I had believed that I was trash when I was younger and she, she held me and she said, you're not trash, you're treasure. And it was a very, um, it's awesome. It's very beautiful, you know? Yeah. Well, she feels that way, you know, to, to read the story about her dad, she feels, she feels that way. And she had so much hurt for you because she doesn't know what that's like to go through what you went through because you've shown her what love is and you've shown her, um, how important she is. And that's exactly the opposite of what you experience. So she doesn't know what it's like to have those um, horrible feelings of uh, not uh, feeling like you're trash. She doesn't know what that's like. So I'm sure she had empathy for you. And I'm sure she she, um, she was there to uh, kind of hold you and, and tell you how important you are to her. Yeah, it, it was really odd. I mean, usually it's, <laughs> it's right. always been the opposite, you know? <laughs> right, right. But, uh, now, you know, there's, um, there's, there's still stuff we'll have to work through. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, there is generational trauma and, and, and kind of what that is, is they don't copy what we say. They copy what we do. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I still get anxiety attacks and, and I still have some leftovers, um, that I'm working through. And unfortunately my kid copied some of it, you know, where mm-hmm. she gets anxiety and she, that's what generational trauma is. So although I was able to break a lot, a lot, a lot of the really horrific uh, cycles in the family. Um, There's still, you know, a few more generations to go to completely obliterate whatever that evil was that touched my bloodline, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Now, let me ask you this. This is going to be, this may be an easy question. It may be a tough question, but knowing that as a child, you know, the experiences you went through as a child and all the just horrific ways that you were disciplined as a child, how are you as a dad that has experienced those things able to discipline your daughter? Is that it's tough for you? It is tough. Yeah. It is very tough. Um, you know, I, I've done a lot of explaining. I've done a lot of, hey, let's just get on the same team here. You know, I, and, and it's actually been relatively easy to just take a small thing away and it'd be a big deal for her. Right. Like this one day she was going on about how D's her favorite letter because dad and Disneyland and Dora, <laughs> I'll start with D and, and we went to go eat and, and we ate at, uh, at Chili's and she wanted to go to soup plantation. And so she gets very upset. You know, she's like, I think she's like six. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we go inside the, the place and she's on and on. She wants to eat at Sweet Plantation. I'm like, well, that's not what we're going to eat, honey. We're going to eat here at Chili's and Chili's is nice. And she looked at me and she said, Dad, D is not my favorite letter anymore. <laughs> and I said, well, honey, well, that's not very nice. And, you know, we can always just, when, when I was a kid, I didn't, I didn't get to go to restaurants and all that stuff. And maybe you should be grateful. And maybe we can just not eat anything and we can go home to bed with no dinner. And she sat, we walked out to the car, 
And she looks up at me on the way to the car. She's like, okay, D is still my favorite letter. You can use it. So it's been pretty easy, you know. Yeah. Um, but I may, maybe she's a little spoiled. You know, maybe she's gotten a lot of, of uh, material stuff and a lot of just positive, 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 and not a lot of uh, discipline. But she hasn't really needed much either. So mm-hmm. I guess maybe I'm kind of lucky, you know. Yeah. It kind of sounds like that, kind of how you've ex- explained her a little bit. It sounds like she's probably a pretty good kid. If she's getting straight A's and, and you know, she could be a surgeon and all that. I mean, she sounds like she's got the, the right head on her shoulders and uh, um, she is, uh, she's thriving, you said. So um, she doesn't never, sound like there's a whole lot of, no, oh, that's great. She's never had a reason to. You know? That's great. Okay. Well, let me ask you this, um, kind of with all the trauma that you faced uh, as a child and with your family and also with your foster family, how are you able to show love to her? It's easy. It's do the opposite of what we're talking <laughs> you know? Yeah. True. Um, absolutely effortless, effortless to do that. But I also did a lot of work on myself, you know? I mean, I, I had practiced the 12 steps already before she was born. I had been sober for five years. Um, I had been in a lot of therapy. I had, learned a lot about, you know, uh, unpacking what all that bad stuff did to me. And then, you know, I mean, I, I was, I was lucky, you know, mm-hmm. um, there, there, I've seen my, I've watched my friends make the same mistakes and, you know, there's people that I've ended friendships with over how they treat their children. And it's just cause I can't watch it. I can't, I can't watch somebody, you know, be, be awful to their kids without saying anything. Right. And, uh, you know, I've gotten the don't, don't tell me how to raise my kids thing. Uh, so, I mean, in a sense, being a father has been, you know, the most difficult task, yet also the most effortless task because it's just been, I, I would do anything for her. Right. And it's always been that way. And, you know, there, of course I made mistakes and there, there were things bumbling along, like as a single dad, I, I messed up, but, that's cool. It, uh, I'm I'm really really uh, glad that we connected. And and um, for my listeners who maybe want to look you up, learn a little bit more about you, um, where can they do that? What's the best place to find you? And then also, um, what do you have coming up that you're looking forward to? Okay, so um, I just built a website. It's forestlang.com. And there's two R's in forest, just like spelled just like Forest Gump. Uh, <laughs> And the, the title of my book is Angel Blue, and I made a, a Instagram page for that, and it's called Angel Blue Book. Uh, that's how you search it on Instagram. And what am I looking forward to? Um, I'm looking forward to creating some positive, good memories um, for, for my kid. That's awesome. Um, now, when do, your, when do you think your book's going to be published? Do you know? Um, I don't, uh, I, I feel the, the whole book was, was an assignment given to me. It wasn't something that I sat around dreamed of doing. Um, and so the manuscript's complete and the next step is to publish through a traditional major publishing house. I'll be watching for it for sure. Um, but, uh, it is, uh, again, I've told you before, I'm glad we connected. I'm glad we're friends. Um, if there's anything, anything I can do for you, feel free to reach out to me. But I am, uh, I thank you again for being on. Um, I appreciate everything that you stand for. 
Uh, and I am proud of who you are today. And even though you went through some tough times uh, through your life, uh, it was all clearly for a purpose. And uh, you're starting to see that purpose now. Uh, Absolutely. So, um, I really appreciate our friendship, brother. Um, and thank you again for, for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Coach. Semper Fi. Well, there you have it. Another exciting episode complete. My guest today certainly represents the data community very well. Continue to stay tuned because my shows with amazing guests comes out every week. You don't want to miss out. Please help the show by subscribing and leaving a rating. I would love your feedback. If you know anyone this show could help, please share it with them. I don't want anyone missing out on what it takes to be a great parent. If you have comments or questions, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at Data Podcast. I read all your comments and respond to them all. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. This is Data. Up.